welcome back to Spectrum Sundays, where we introduce professionals and advocates who play a very important role with the autism community. And this week, we have a very special guest, Trevor Champoli, who is a Special Olympics Pennsylvania athlete. So on Spectrum Sundays, we like to share all different perspectives of autism, and there are so many ways that autism can be labeled or addressed. And so there's first-person language, which would be saying person with autism, and then there's diagnosis first language, would be, which would be saying autistic person. So Trevor, do you have a preference of one versus the other, and can you explain why? Yes, Francesca. Um, I consider myself a person with autism because I have high functioning skills like figuring out maps, counting money, and figuring out prices, tax, and tip. Also, I have computer skills such as coding and problem solving. Um, I've also been to New York all by myself for three days last summer, and I also have figured out how to make reservations and schedules as well. Um, the only thing I do have trouble with autism is some socializing. Um, two examples of social skills I have difficulty with is staying and continuing a conversation. Um, what I mean by continuing a conversation is using the right amount of time in a conversation. I do have the ability to think of some topics to talk about, like COVID-19 and the George Floyd protesting, but most of the time after I use those topics, I hesitate to think of what other topics to talk about, unless they have a question or tell me something. Thank you so much for that explanation, and I think I could take a few lessons from you to learn some of those skills. So. That's pretty awesome that you can do all those things. And we're also really excited to talk to you a little bit more about some of the things that you mentioned. But first, could you give us a little introduction of yourself, including where you attend school and what all activities that you're involved in? Sure. Um, I'm from Lansdale, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb in, of Philly. And I've graduated from North Penn High School. I'm also a Special Olympics athlete participating in long distance running, track and field, and floor hockey. Also, I became an Eagle Scout in 2016 and built a labyrinth for my church as the Eagle Project. I'm also the second vice president for Lansdale Lions Club, an athlete representative for Special Olympics, and a member on the evaluations in the Villanova Special Olympics Committee. Amazing. Your experience is so, so impressive. And that's why we're so glad to have you here to talk to us and share all of that with us. And also to get viewers more involved and realize that people with special needs can do whatever they put their mind to. And you're just a really great example of that. Thank you, Francesca. Um, you made my day, actually. Aww. <laughs> So earlier you mentioned that you are a Special Olympics athlete, which not many people can say. Very, very impressive. Like I said earlier, what do you enjoy the most about being a Special Olympics athlete? Um, what I enjoy most about being a Special Olympics athlete is the benefits from it. Exercising plays a big role in Special Olympics for me because it shows how it's important to exercise and why it's important for everyone else too, 
in being healthy, while on another side, the socialization is too important too, as of making friends and having a good relationship with your coaches as well. Villanova students are the greatest friends to have because their enthusiasm and kindness shows support to these athletes. The gift they have given me was a ticket to the men's basketball game, being on the big screen for last year's opening ceremonies at Fall Fest and serving the Special Olympics Committee at Villanova. Congratulations. And um, I'm sure there might be bigger dreams that might be ahead that I could expect from my experience on Villanova campus as well. For sure, you've already accomplished a lot. So I'm really excited to see where you take all of this. And it sounds like Special Olympics has really given you a great place to make friends and to gain a lot of awesome memories that you can look back on in a few years, which is so cool. And I'm pretty involved with the Special Olympics Pennsylvania too. And I know that unfortunately the summer games have been postponed or actually canceled and instead they're doing a virtual summer games, which is actually taking place this weekend whenever we air this episode. So even though you can't physically compete with other athletes, how do you think still having these games um, benefit athletes like you who have been training so hard and looking forward to this for so long? You know, it feels different from what we've been doing in the past couple of years. Um, competition feels different because everyone is pre-recording the videos of their sports they've been doing. There are no bronze, silver, gold medals for the results of their sports in, in what they compete. Um, instead, they get a certificate for participation. And it also feels shorter because we usually have the summer games for three days, but this time it's only like 10 hours. Very cool. And other question that we didn't really chat about before was, um, what all events are you involved in for this weekend? And are you going to be in any of those opening ceremonies like you were before? Um, not this time, um, but I have, um, so the sports that I did for um, um, the for last week, I believe, um, I pre-recorded um, some basketball dribbling and some running as well. Um, and uh, I just submitted those um, videos um, last week and I'm all ready to go. Very cool. Well, I'm also emceeing the closing ceremony, so you'll have to look out for me too. <laughs> All right, I'll keep an eye on you for that. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, I'm going to switch topics a little bit here and talk about your Instagram page, which is where I found you. Um, but you share commentary from a variety of interviews that you've conducted with people from all over the country. So what inspired you to start your interviews and what do you hope to gain by sharing the answers with your followers? Um. What motivated me to doing these interviews was my head coach, Scott Otterbein, who was in one of the Commit to Fit videos. He made it on a local show called the Hank Sisko Show, and he talked about Special Olympics to him and what it means. Um, TV shows, like TV talk shows like Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel have also inspired me to doing these interviews because their roles in hosting a TV 
talk show is to ask celebrities questions about their personal life and their next movie or, or song and make them laugh as well. Um, although it is completely different from what Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel did, it did give me the idea of doing that in asking questions about student experience and special needs. There are multiple goals of interviewing, which are student experience, special needs, and a little bit about Special Olympics, because a person seeing these interviews for all three reasons can be influenced to becoming aware of special needs, joining a college, and joining the Special Olympics organization. Yeah, I agree. That is so cool. And we were, Francesca and I were very privileged to be one of the Miss America title holders that you interviewed for your series. Before we ask a little bit more about that, how many people have you interviewed so far? You mean in, um, let's see, for everyone including the Miss America girls? Yeah, um, many people overall. Yeah, I say, um, I say I've done uh, a little over 75, I believe. That is so cool. So anyone watching, please make sure to check out Trevor's page because he has some really awesome interviews that you can learn a lot from, which he shared a little bit with us. But um, another thing that we wanted to ask you was since you did interview a few different Miss America title holders, what are some things that you've learned about Miss America through these interviews? Sure. Um, from, from what I learned from interviewing Francesca um, is that it's unfortunate that we have almost never seen any person themselves being a person with autism because we should expose the misconceptions and stigmas that go with it. People with autism or special needs should be confident in who they are and not let the opinions of others judge him or her. Um, what I learned from interviewing you, Megan, is that recommending to friends to volunteer for Fall Fest or a Special Olympics team or both. Um, and that's a great way of getting involved in the Special Olympics community because you give hope and confidence to an athlete that they can win. But if they cannot, you know, um, they have to be brave in the attempt. Another thing I learned from you, Megan, as well, um, when, I, um, when I asked you about an athlete doing a regular sport, whether it be acceptable or not, is that most people have the perspective that people with autism or special needs is very unlikely capable of performing at the same level as the regular Olympics. But it could come to a surprise that he or she is in the regular Olympics, and most people would realize they are talented too. Exactly, and that's important to share with everyone that no special need determines who a person is or what they're capable of. So um, if there's ever an athlete out there that's involved in Special Olympics and they're qualified to go to the regular Olympics, as you called it, then they should certainly be a representative of that, which is really awesome that you're working your way up there, Trevor. <laughs> so as you may know, Megan and I are advocates for autism awareness and acceptance in our own communities. 
Do you have any advice for how we, as well as any of your viewer, your viewers or our, our viewers, can be stronger allies to the autism community? Um, all I can say is if someone has autism and maybe later they find out they do and asks him or herself why she does have autism and they're upset that they have it, um, always remember that people with autism, it isn't the end of the world for them. There will be good things for them, like having a friend behind their back. I love that because we are all so supportive of each other. And regardless if you if you have autism or not, you'll always have someone there supporting you by your side. Um, and it's so important to create such a strong community for those who have autism. I love that. Absolutely. I agree with Francesca, especially since um, it doesn't define who you are, but it opens up a whole lot of different avenues and different doors like Special Olympics. And we know just through talking with you and getting to know you over the past few weeks that that has been a highlight for you. So um, you never know what's to come whenever different doors open up for you. But I wanted to switch gears a little bit because earlier you mentioned pretty briefly about the George Floyd protests. And you said that you sometimes can have different conversations about specific topics. And I wanted to bring it back to that topic because last summer you conducted a study at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, otherwise known as CHOP, regarding what a person on the spectrum can do when encountering a police officer. And obviously this is a very relevant topic to discuss right now and especially to share as a resource. So I wanted to ask if you could share with our viewers some insight that you learned through this study. Sure. Um, when a police officer approaches anyone, including a person with special needs, they're not always there to arrest you. They just simply might have some questions for you. But if you do attempt to run, um, you'll likely be arrested. For a person on the spectrum, they might not realize it's not okay to do that. Although this has not been discussed during the police study, um, but I have learned it from my mom. Um, it's a uh, special necklace that indicates that a person has special needs. Um, if a special needs person goes to, for example, a birthday party, but realizes it's a party with fear and teenagers, and then eventually the police arrive at the house, they will exempt him or her from being arrested since he wore, since he or she wore that special necklace. Um, in doing the police study last summer, I recommend to any parent who has a child with special needs or any person with special needs to take this study as it has very useful knowledge in knowing law enforcement. I hope this study will still be there and there's compensation for that as well. Wow, that's very interesting and very insightful. I love all of the tips that you gave. I think our viewers will really benefit from that. All right. So actually kind of going along with something that you said earlier, when I when you had interviewed with me, I was talking about how important it is to um, combat some of those stereotypes and misconceptions about autism. 
So are there any misconceptions or stereotypes that you think are important to clarify for our viewers and speak up about? Sure. Um, a stereotype about autism is that most of them are fascinated with the show Thomas the Tank Engine because of the wheels that spin around and the facial expressions. While on the other hand, some autistic people at an adult age will still enjoy seeing Thomas the Tank Engine and Barney in their leisure, in their leisure time because they're more familiar with these shows. Um, a misconception about all autistic people is that they don't like loud noises. It is true that most don't like loud no noises when they go to parties, concerts, etc. But some, like me, can resist that because I went to a Post Malone concert just last February and I knew it was going to be a loud concert just like any other big name concert and I jammed into the music anyway. Another stereotype that occurs for people with autism is laughter. Um, the feeling of that is sometimes at a place like a presentation, they'll unexpectedly laugh in the middle of the presentation. What triggers that is what contains footage of funny things that makes them laugh. And let's pretend there's a small guy inside that brain too. He turns on the TV and sees something funny, which signals the autistic person to laugh too. It can be an embarrassment to him or her, and it doesn't mean to do it at an inappropriate time, but this can lead to a confusion of why regular people thought he or she was laughing intentionally. Well, thank you for sharing all that information because Francesca and I really work to educate our viewers and I feel that you and all of your experience and your insight really helps our viewers understand autism a lot better from an individual's perspective and through your own personal experience. So kind of going along with that, Trevor, Francesca and I as Miss America title holders, we work to empower our younger generation to be a kinder and more accepting community which I can already tell that you also do those things just by being you, which is really awesome. Um, but our hope is that these stories will help encourage communities to embrace and celebrate differences and also to be confident in who they are. So if you could give any advice to your younger self or to any of our viewers, what would that be? Always remember that you're not alone. You always got someone behind your back. That's a great piece of advice. I think everyone can live by that for sure. Oh yeah. And, well, I, I definitely okay. agree with you, definitely. Yeah, and of course, Trevor, no matter what you do in your life, you know that you always have Megan and I supporting you if you ever need anything. Sure, ab absolutely. I, um, yeah, I definitely love um, your supporting me and such. Isn't that so awesome how social media has connected us all and without it, we may have never had the opportunity to have our conversations? No, um, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm so thankful for that, for sure. Me too. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to know that we've uh, now during this time where we're all staying at home, 
What kind of activities have you been doing to relieve stress and center yourself? Um, do you have recommendations of books, movies, TV shows? Sure. Um, during this time of quarantine, I have been working out with my uh, personal trainer three times a week. It's about the only way I can keep in shape since our Special Olympics practices have been suspended. Mostly I do running, but sometimes on a rainy day we'll do boxing inside the house. Um, and speaking of boxing, for a recommendation of movies, uh, you should definitely see Creed. Um, it's a spin-off to the Rocky film series. Um, what's cool about the film is that one of my instructors in my boxing class that I take at the YMCA is actually in the movie playing as a referee in the final fight. That's amazing. That is so cool. That must be like your claim to fame that you know the person that's in the Creed movie. <laughs> oh yeah, well, um, we've known each other, I think for five years now, I think. See, and um, that's I, the wonderful have... thing about Special Olympics. You never know who you'll meet. You're right. Um, and then um, I also recommend seeing the documentary film, uh, Dina. Um, it's about Dina and her husband, Scott, um, who both have special needs. And this was at the time they've planned to get married. Um, Dina's family remains nervous after the death of her first husband and other troubled relationships she's been through, but she passes through obstacles big and small and overcomes tragedy and finds Scott the man she deserves to be with. And I actually have met those uh, people before, actually. What? How did and you know them? How did I know them? Um, so about, um, where is it? Um, yeah, it was uh, three years ago. Um, even though I wasn't in the uh, movie, I was actually in the music video for the movie called Best I Can by Michael Sarah featuring Sharon Van Etten. Um, yeah, and, and it took place three years ago in August of 2017 at the Springfield Township Middle School in the gymnasium. And it was like a dance party and music video filming at the same time. You probably won't notice me in the music video, but you can pause at three minutes and 21 seconds in the music video. And in the top right corner, um, you should be able to see me there. Wow. So this entire time, we had no idea that we were in the presence of a celebrity. Oh, yeah, yeah, no idea I was a celebrity. You certainly are. <laughs> that is so You're always surprising us, Trevor. I know, really. I'm so excited for our viewers to get to know you more because you really have, as Francesca said, a very impressive resume. And some of the things that you have done are so cool and so fantastic that you are such an inspiration to so many different people. So going off of that, do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our viewers, either about autism or anything else on your mind? Oh, yes. Um, 
So as um, you already talked about in the past couple of weeks, as everyone knows about the George Floyd protesting that's been going on since uh, late May. And since I took the police study last summer, um, I don't know anybody else who has taken the police study, but if there were African-Americans who did take the police study, um, I can only assume they knew the same knowledge as I did. Um, as of today, they'll probably already know what happened to George Floyd. And looking back at the police study, um, they might run away from a police officer because they'll think the police will do the same thing as they did to George. Um, advice I give is to remember that the police aren't bad people. They are there to protect you. Um, from what I saw with George Floyd, I think now that the police department of Minneapolis have regretted hiring the four officers responsible for the death of him. And now with every police department, they'll think more carefully of who to hire and not let it happen again. Um, racism is the wrong impression of the police. And again, they're here to protect you and bring justice to people who commit crimes. Um, and, you know, I love to spread this information on this question as it might help people, whether they have special needs or not to understand what I stated, whether they want to see it or not. Right. And just having this conversation definitely helps people think and put themselves in those shoes. That way they can kind of think ahead just in case they're ever in that situation. But you really hit on some really important points that show that our police force is there to protect us and ultimately we need to make sure that we're doing what we can as citizens and human beings just to treat everyone with kindness right right absolutely and i'm really glad that you're taking some time to educate yourself and educate your community that is that is all about that's exactly what we do with autism and i'm so glad that you can even take that a step further and try to help others who are different from yourself so that's amazing. All right, Trevor. So where can our viewers follow you or find you on social media? Sure. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's tchampoli88. Um, and can you spell that out just because champoli is a little bit tricky to spell? Yeah. Um, it's spelled, yes, uh, T-C-I-A. M as in Mary, P-O-L-I, and then two eight. All right, and that's on Instagram. So I hope everyone watching enjoyed hearing from Trevor as much as Francesca and I have loved getting to know him over the past few weeks. He's a very special young man that we're absolutely thrilled has come into our lives, and we're excited to see what all involvement we can have with you in the Special Olympics in these next few months and years. And we wish you the best of luck in the virtual summer games this weekend. Oh, thank you, Megan. I hope I do well. You're going to do amazing. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for watching and tuning in for Spectrum Sundays. Please make sure to check back next Sunday at 1 o'clock. And don't forget to give Trevor a follow on Instagram.